Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Tuesday. What is it, Fred? July the 5th? July 5th. July the 5th. Uh, I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Welcome back. Good to be back. A vacation week for you last week? Had a great time. I was at the Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove in Asheville, North Carolina. What was going on there? They had a week study on the Book of Daniel. Okay. With uh, professors from Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was a great week. It really was. I love a whole the book week on one book. A whole week on one book. It was great. What was your takeaway? My takeaway is that we serve a wonderful sovereign God, uh, who is sovereign over all of history, and He wants us to know the future. Uh, there's no other God like God, Amen. our God, and Amen. He and He laid it out. I love just as an example, Daniel chapter two where Daniel's called in to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And in that dream, it basically says, these are the kingdoms that are going to come up, and they're going to be defeated. And right at the last of that, uh, the last kind of stage in all of this, and that's where we are today. Uh, We're through with the Babylonian Empire, the Medes and the Persians, the Greeks and the Romans. And now we're at that point where it's a kind of loose collection of nations and according to uh, the interpretation that God gave Daniel, that is when Jesus is going to come back. So mm-hmm. be ready. Amen. Be ready. Ray Pritchard's on. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Good to have you back with us. Thank you. Thank you. I was out in Oregon last week and uh, was cool. I was on the coast last week. It was Pacific Coast. It was cool and. Tim, it's like a, almost 100 degrees here in Kansas City today. It's ridiculously hot. <laughs> I know, right? Summertime. Absurd. Uh, so, uh, Chris Woodward, good morning, Chris. Good morning. I spent uh, the 4th of July and the last few days in the great state of Mississippi, for anybody that was wondering. <laughs> where? where? Uh, the Algoma area, actually. Lower Algoma, uh, affectionately known around these here parts as L.A. Uh, it's a different L.A., and what some people are familiar yeah, I, I think you're right there, <laughs> Chris. It is. Um, Lower it Algoma is, is different from Los Angeles, was, uh, I will but tell it, you it's, that. It, it is, uh, to Ray's point, it's hot in a lot of the country right now, but it is summertime. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know. All right. Well, um, what, what did you do out in Oregon, by the way? Uh, I was teaching the Bible out there at Cannon Beach Conference Center. I've been going out there for about the last... 16 or 17 years, and I was teaching on the, the uh, a series called Moses, the Making of a Champion, how God prepared Moses to deliver his people from Egypt. And we, we just had a tremendous week of ministry out there, tremendous time. Now, is that like, uh, how far is that from Portland? It's about, let's see, it's about, about two hours west. You, in fact, you fly into Portland, and they pick me up, and then drive us out to the coast so it's about 90 minutes or uh, almost two hours and what 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 what, uh, what does that beach look like there <laughs> it's uh you know it, it's uh, tim sincerely it's the kind you know you see these 
uh, coffee table books that people have with the beautiful pictures, you know, that's what the Pacific coast of Oregon looks like. It's the whole thing looks like it's a coffee table picture book, fantastically beautiful white beaches and, uh, the surf coming in and you've, you've got these rock haystack rock, which is world famous is there in Cannon beach. So people from all over the world go there. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and the beaches were crowded last week. Well, it's good to have you back on the, the show. Thank you. Uh, Ray and Fred too, and Chris. Uh, sadly, we have to start with some tragic news out of uh, Ray's old stomping ground, right? Yeah, we have at least uh, six people dead, several dozen injured after a shooting uh, at a Fourth of July event in the Chicago area. Um, there is a person that authorities and news outlets are still referring to right now as a person of interest. That being Robert E. Cremo the third. Uh, if I said his last name correctly, he's anywhere from twenty-one to twenty-two years old. Reports on that vary. Uh, but let's begin with this, uh, just to kind of bring people to the uh, the scene in the aftermath. I've got a, a montage of various witnesses to the shooting talking to various news outlets afterwards. Clip one. Everyone's pretty shaken. I think uh, you know, you're know used to hearing about this stuff elsewhere, but it definitely hits a lot harder when, you know, it's not only your hometown, but it's also like right in front of you. I saw someone like uh, on the ground with his leg in the air and the girl like crying next to him. And then to my left, my mom and I saw like at least three more people on the ground, like bloody. And then naturally, like we just started running towards our car. There are going to be multiple fatalities is uh, I think is just the, the saddest thing about this. Everybody was running inside and then we started noticing how many people were bloody. It wasn't just a joke. It wasn't just like, oh, something like a little BB gun or something. It was intense, and, and people were bleeding everywhere and screaming and crying, and it was just so sad. When I heard, like, the first shot, I thought it was a firework. We ran inside of uh, Gearhead, and that's where a lot of people were, and then other people got shot all over the place. Now, uh, Ray, we were talking at our uh, show prep meeting this morning, and I was asking you about this part of Chicago because you lived there 20 years, not in this particular area, but you were describing this is a sort of a, a wealthy part of town. You know, when people think of Chicago, they think of Michigan Avenue or State Street, or they think of the south side or the west side. The, the, the shocking thing about this shooting is that it happened in Highland Park, which is far north, far north. It's If you were in downtown Chicago, Tim, you'd have to drive maybe 30 40 minutes to get up there. It's one of the nicest suburbs. Uh, there's a, it's a upper class suburb. It, there's a lot of money <clears throat> in Highland Park. And so when we think about these mass shootings, we, we have a certain stereotype in our mind, and that doesn't fit Highland Park at all. It's one of the nicest parts of the city of Chicago. And that is, that's yet one more shocking fact that a thing like this could happen there. Um, Fred? Yeah, it's sad. Uh, I was watching some of the video because people. it was a July 4th parade. So you had marching bands and people marching uh, by. And all of a sudden, people have their cell phones out. They're taking pictures, as they normally would. And all of a sudden, they start to hear these shots. And you start to see the people in the band just scatter. And uh, what we know right now is that the shooter was up in the second story of a building, uh, got there somehow a ladder or whatever the case may be. Uh, the police believe that this was well-planned. 
In, in other words, he cased the area. He cased the building that he was shooting from. And uh, he had uh, a weapon that allowed him to keep shooting. People were saying, oh, in a minute, minute and a half, they heard maybe 30, 40 shots uh, that rang out. Uh, we're starting to get some of the profiles of those who died in this. Uh, one, an elderly lady, a longtime member of a synagogue in that area. Another gentleman, a senior citizen gentleman, visiting from Mexico, visiting family from Mexico. So uh, very tragic. We will find out more about this young man mm-hmm. who is in custody. Uh, the police are holding. How long did it conference. take them to catch him, Chris? Uh, it was around seven o'clock uh, local time, so seven o'clock central last night. And the uh, shootings took place what uh, late morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seven eight hours, something like that, to catch him. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I don't know that. I don't mean to sound fatalistic. But when you live in a country of 330 million people, you're going to have some uh, evil people, mm-hmm. wicked people, people who are mentally unstable, who, for for whatever reason, uh, want to commit acts of violence against others. I guess for attention. I, d- I don't know uh, why exactly they do these things, but it happens. Right. It happens from time to time, and I, I, I don't... Uh, Ray, I guess I'm, I'm saying I don't know that you can do anything to stop these kinds of acts completely. Um, it doesn't fit any pattern that we're we're used to thinking about. I mean, we don't know all the details, so let's right, say that right. right up front. We don't. But if indeed he acted alone and he went to a, a, a part, a, a suburb, people, you don't think about things happening there. And he climbs up on a building. If he if he truly did this all by himself, and if he didn't have a criminal record, I don't know how you stop that, mm-hmm. Tim. Right. Yeah. One of the things that uh, authorities are talking about is uh, his his appearance. Uh, if you if you were to go on a web search and and you Google the name of the uh, suspect, for instance, or the person of interest, as he's uh, still being referred to this morning, uh, you're going to see somebody with kind of shaggy hair and neck tattoos and things like that. Uh, and authorities, I have one example here just to show you. It's it's not me saying people are kind of stereotyping the fella. Um, I've got an audio bite here from a former FBI agent. His name is John Ian Arelli. Uh, he was on Fox and Friends earlier today talking about this uh, person of interest and his appearance. Clip two. Boy, there are warning signs on this one, just looking at the guy. We're hearing about the videos that he's posted, etc., that social media could take down after the fact. But where is the warning beforehand? Where are the calls to the police? Where's the intervention by family and friends? This is the kind of thing that we see in advance. What are we doing before something tragic happens? And this is where I think it gets it gets to be a new situation for us as a country. Uh, you have people now saying, well, you can look at him and tell he was crazy. Yeah, but you can't arrest somebody because they got a tattoo on their neck. Exactly. That's yeah. That's my concern. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I mean, um, I brought up, I mentioned this in the news meeting this morning. Uh, if you were to see this guy on the street today, he could be somebody that was a member of a band that just won best album and he makes millions right. of dollars and gives back to people for all we know. Yeah. If you're just going to judge people by their appearance. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't want to get too much into this, but. I have a problem uh, with people saying, well, he's mentally ill, which he may be mentally Mm -hmm. ill or, quote, crazy. 
I don't know anything about this guy other than what's been reported on the news, and we don't know. He hasn't been – no information from the police yet has been uh, given as mm-hmm. to what his motive mm-hmm. was exactly. But <clears throat> I don't think you should be able to get away with a plea of insanity if you're someone like him. If you can uh, plan out something as detailed as sitting on top of a building – and mowing people down like a sniper, and you 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 buy the uh, ar- the firearms, you get the ammo, you make your day, you know, you make your plans, and then you carry out a horrific uh, act of violence like this. To me, that's not the sign of somebody who's uh, who doesn't think clearly. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yes, perfectly. Uh, yeah. Perfect. So, so I, it's premeditated. Of course, that's it is. what I'm saying. If you have the ability is. to premeditate a mm-hmm. murder or murders in this case, you should not be able to say, "Well, I was uh, insane." Yeah. Well, no, you weren't. You you did a very good job of planning out your. Now we might say, in a generic sense, "Well, that guy's nuts," or "That guy's whacked," right. or "That guy's right. crazy," and that would be true in a. Uh, you know, in a common man's language about what happened here. But obviously, Ray, this was very methodical. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He, he had his weapon with him. Weapons, you, we were hearing yesterday, had a variety of weapons. He knew how to get up there. He knew about the parade. He knew the route. Uh, he started shooting. And again, Tim, we do not know is there was there some other social state you know some sure. statement yeah we don't know that make. yet we don't know anything about that yet but clearly he knew enough to climb up there start shooting and he knew enough to get down and hit the road until he got caught these are not the actions of a quote crazy person these are the actions of somebody who knew exactly mm-hmm. what he was doing yeah well uh th- that could have what happened in um the, uh, what's the name of that community Highland, Highland Park. Park. Uh, that, quite frankly, that could have happened anywhere in America yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, because there are people out there uh, walking amongst us who are, as we saw in Texas at the elementary school, Yep. who are, uh, I, I, I say, possessed demonically. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. if you're a non-Christian, you don't maybe believe in that, but uh, the Bible talks about uh, uh Demons, yes, possessing people. That's right. So I would, mm-hmm. I would attribute that mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, next story. Well, uh, let's mention this real quick because it will undoubtedly continue to be a theme uh, on liberal news outlets and uh, a talking point from celebrities, uh, all of which are liberal. But um, Newsbusters, which is a branch of Media Research Center, they did some analysis last month and found that virtually all the liberal journalists, as well as uh, most celebrities, uh, spent the entire month of June bashing the Second Amendment. This was up to uh, the Supreme Court's ruling against New York's rule that if you wanted to leave your house with a gun, you had to ask the state for permission so they could check you out and make sure you weren't crazy and 
uh, stuff like that. Again, the Supreme Court struck that down. We talked about that at length on this show. You can find the podcast on AFR.net. But Newsbusters did an analysis and found that a lot of your left-wing journalists and celebrities spent the entire month of June bashing the Second Amendment. And the examples they gave out were like Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC, as well as uh, Ron Perlman, uh, an action star. He was on Beauty and the Beast with Linda Hamilton back in the uh, late 80s. He's done a lot of action star, uh, movies as well, uh, which involve him wielding and firing a gun. So it's kind of hypocritical for a Hollywood actor who's made millions of dollars uh, off guns to be bashing guns. What do these people want? Guns to be uh, confiscated? They want guns to be confiscated. They want uh, the Second Amendment to be done away with. Well, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. And it would be really, it would be an uphill battle would be kind, uh, to uh, a kind term to use if the government were to av- ever actually try to confiscate guns. Um, so I spoke with Tim Graham of Newsbusters about this, and he says, you know, no surprise, but it's it's audio we need to play and talk about. Uh, Tim says, I don't think it's going to be any better in July, and I think given what we just had in the Chicago area, it's only going to be worse where they're going to be bashing the second. Worse? Where people are criticizing the Second Amendment and wanting guns to be taken away. So uh, you here, have a clip. Yeah, you yes. To call a clip number. Clip four. I think the liberals have been unhappy about this for quite some time because, really, if if you look at it in the long view, Second Amendment jurisprudence uh, since the Heller case has basically decided yes, the, the liberals used to hide behind this idea that the uh, that the that the right to bear arms was only for militias. But the, the courts have realized, no, what it, what it says is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that's, it's, this is where the courts are now. They realize that the people have an individual right to own hand, uh, you know, arms within limits. You can't have a machine gun. Uh, Joe Biden tries to say you can have a cannon. That's also not exactly right. So I don't expect the, uh, I don't expect this, temper tantrum to subside anytime soon no and and to the to the point there was a a mall shooting in copenhagen denmark on the weekend Mm -hmm. several people killed denmark has some of the strictest gun laws in the world to your point a minute ago tim there are evil people in this world and they have given themselves over to the devil and carry out these kinds of acts and no amount of laws right. are going to stop this. No. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> quite frankly, the whole, uh, you're not going to be able to confiscate guns in this country. And people aren't going to give them up willingly, mm-hmm. they, they, or, or they wouldn't have them in the first place. There is such thing as has been, as the Supreme Court cited in the case a couple of weeks ago as a uh, the right to bear arms by the individual. There's a Second Amendment. Also, there's probably more guns in America than there are people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what the exact number are. So, you ever heard the expression uh, "that horse has left the barn"? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, to me, it's futile to be discussing gun control laws as a, a solution to stopping uh, crime with guns but you know people may disagree with me on that that's fine i just think it's uh evil people are gonna and and criminals and gangsters as we see in chicago every day especially on weekends are gonna find ways to obtain weapons whether they be guns or knives or 
you know, they're going to find ways to uh, obtain weapons and 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 use them illicitly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I don't mean to. I guess that sounds like a, a give up, but I I don't think that the the left all they got is uh, hey control guns and they would like to confiscate guns. They right. would like to end the Second Amendment. I'm just saying that's not going to happen. In our lifetime, uh, there's too much resistance, even by people who wouldn't necessarily call themselves conservative, who are opposed to, uh, even libertarians, are opposed to uh, the confiscation of guns or the ending of the Second Amendment. Uh, You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Okay, go, Chris, next story. Well, let's mention this because it's a bit of positive news that I think uh, is going to be overshadowed today by all the other stuff going on in the news cycle. You know how a lot of companies, uh, including even Tesla, um, have started offering uh, to cover a woman's abortion expenses if she can't get an abortion close to You mean if they work for the company? Mm -hmm, Yes. Um, On the flip side of that, we have— Dick Sporting Goods announced this, Dick Sporting Goods did, yes. Uh, On the flip side of this, we have at least one business that's actually talking about expanding maternity leave in response to the Supreme Court's ruling in the Dobbs case. We're not paying for your abortion. We're going to allow you to stay home more often uh, and for longer periods of time. Yes. Uh, What you're going to hear now is business owner Sean Turner of Texas uh, on Fox & Friends talking about his company's new announcement, Clip 7. At Buffer Insurance, we we saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, and we saw all the, the mega corporations, all the large corporations, making it easy for people to still have these continued abortions. And so as a small business owner, we thought it was important to take the opposite stand, make it easy for our employees to expand their families. We've had an overwhelmingly huge response of people saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, just over and over. Our own clients, people from Alaska to Connecticut to Maine to all over the place. And so this is definitely something that is making a positive impact all across the nation. And uh, if you're, if you work for an employer and you want your employer to implement similar benefits, have them reach out to us because we've created resources to help them implement this and and just maximize their contribution towards something like this. Who's that? That is uh, Sean Turner. He's the owner of Buffer Insurance, which is based out of South Lake, Texas. Yeah, uh, I saw the interview this morning. This is exciting. Uh, along with helping female employees uh, who are pregnant, want to have their baby, help them out. Uh, also, they'll pay some of the cost, at least for adopting. For an employee that wants to adopt a child, they'll also come and, and help. I just think this is fantastic. Also, they're offering advice to other companies that may want to do the same thing. Right. So kudos you know, to I, I am not surprised that he's getting that kind of response from around the country because there's a huge pro-life majority in America. We may not agree on every detail politically, but there's a, there's a huge group of people out there. When they hear about a company like this actually standing up for life and making it possible for these women who work there to have a longer maternity leave and, and for families to adopt, Americans are going to rally around it. So, Hey, uh, I, I hope, this idea spreads all over the country. Kudos to kudos to this company. I Amen. Hope they prosper. Yeah, I did. Uh, for the folks watching us on Facebook, I posted two links. One is to the Washington Examiner's coverage of this, and then another link is the video uh, from Fox and Friends this morning, where you can hear more of his comments. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. They announced, as we mentioned, they announced publicly that they were going to pay for their employees mm-hmm. who wanted to go get an abortion 
uh, up to four thousand dollars or something. Yeah, like, that- and I mean, you know, and depending on how far you have to go, that's a lot. I mean, you can get a hotel room. They'll they'll pay for a lot for four grand. And they were asked, they being Dick Sporting Goods, well, will you extend that same amount of money and same amount of time to your uh, employees who want to have their babies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't answer that question. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not up in four grand for you to go get a hip replacement. Didn't somewhere. Dick's also they stopped selling uh, guns and ammunition? A couple they did of, three years ago after the Newtown shooting, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's their choice as a business, but right. I know a lot of people who aren't shopping with Dick's Sporting Goods who used to because of these stands that they've taken. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, all these places you've heard about your whole life. You've read about them in the Bible. Well, guess what? We're going to go see them. That's right. March 2023, we're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, my dad started taking tours to Israel as a Methodist pastor in the late 60s. And uh, then he taught me how to lead tour groups. And I started helping him in the 80s. And then he stopped doing them in the 90s. And then my wife and I have been doing them ever since. So we have a lot of experience traveling to Israel. And we would love for you to come with us in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, everything about the tour is available at twholyland.com. Just go to the website right now, TW. HolyLand.com for all the information on the March 2023 trip to Israel. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. When designing where to pursue your career goals, you want a university that you can trust that offers a world-class education with the values, knowledge, and skills you need to succeed. That place is Liberty University, and now is the perfect time to start. Liberty is celebrating 50 years of training champions for Christ, a mission that has not wavered since it opened in 1971. With more than 700 programs online and on campus, Liberty can help you turn your vision into a future you can be proud of. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Shirley Udi of Kokomo, Indiana, needed new struts for her 2002 Chrysler. The mechanic said it would cost nearly $900. Shirley is an 85-year-old widow. She lives off Social Security, barely enough money for living, much less fixing a car. But thanks to a bunch of good-hearted mechanics, Shirley was able to not only get her car fixed, but they also changed her oil and topped off her fluids. The mechanics are volunteers with God's Garage, a ministry of Crossroads Community Church. Tom Smith opened the garage back in 2018 to help single moms, veterans, and elderly folks like Shirley. The work is done free of charge. The customers, well, they just have to pay for parts, and it turns out a good many local auto parts stores were more than happy to offer discounts. That meant Shirley was able to get her car repaired for just 263 bucks, thanks to the Good Samaritans under the hood 
at God's Garage. I'm Todd Starnes. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand God, any who seek God. Psalm 14, verse 2. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. Today's issues, the name of the program you're listening to here on American Family Radio. Hope you had a great July 4th celebration, Independence Day celebration. Um, it's a, the most patriotic day of the year across the country. A lot of parades and family get-togethers and fireworks. And, uh, fireworks. Mm-hmm. And uh, do, you, do you see a fireworks show at all? Yeah, great. To, uh, always a good fire fireworks display here in our home base of Tupelo, Mississippi. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful night last night for it. Uh, large crowds. Where we were sitting and watching it, you could actually see fireworks in adjoining communities not far away. So we had a, a spectrum of fireworks last night. It was neat. I had an unusual experience happen to me. Our, in our my neighborhood, they had a fireworks show oh. two nights ago. It lasted for an hour and 15 minutes. In your neighborhood? Yeah. And it was, uh, it, I felt like I was uh, in a war zone. They really <laughs> scaled it back this year, huh? Oh. 90 minutes. Oh, hey, these guys spent five grand. And by these guys, I mean there was five, about 10 guys out there from the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, wow! They were they let loose. <laughs> it's funny because uh, and by the way, Ray is on with us from Kansas City. But so Allison and I, you know, we have a patio with a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch it. I tape movies sometimes off of like TNT or TBS or USA. You know those movies. Um, you, you know they have or Paramount. You, you know what I'm talking about? So uh-huh. you can go through the commercials. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right, right. So we were going to sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> was it one of those James Bond movies uh-huh. from yesteryear. <laughs> Every time we, I'd say, okay, here we go. Hit play. Get about three sentences in. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and then the dogs bark. I'm talking, this, they were like 200 yards from, from my house, you know. And, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was big time uh, noise. <laughs> Not so firecrackers. I, you know, every t- but but they would pause enough for you to think it's over, uh. right? And then they'd come back about a minute later, and it's kind of like uh, Allison started laughing at me because I was getting very – I wanted the guys to have fun, and I enjoyed the fireworks, but I also wanted to watch my movie after 45 minutes of waiting, you know. So anyway, uh, uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, we, we, but fireworks, so the American tradition at J- July 4th. It right? is. And, and New Year's. New Year's Eve. What what has changed is that what you can buy just has a a local resident. The power <laughs> of of the fireworks. It used to be like oh the, yeah, the city buys you yeah. know the big stuff. Mm-hmm. No, but now you can buy no. the big stuff yourself. Okay, if you live in the county, right, right. It's it's <laughs> there's no yeah. It's a there are no area. rules. <laughs> it's cannon. It's like a cannons are going off. It huh? is. If yeah, you've got amazing. money, you can get it. <laughs> you're right. Uh, anybody can buy. Did you say? Did you say, Fred? If you're willing to shell out the money, you, you can buy get the, it. The big fireworks. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, did you go to a fireworks show there in KC? Well, or? I didn't have to because in Shawnee, until this year, fireworks had been, quote, illegal, though they <laughs> happened, right? But this year, they legalized fireworks, and they excluded M80s or whatever, you know, the big ones. So evidently, some of my neighbors just skipped over that and went to dynamite. I mean, <laughs> it's... Sounded, Left it's, over from the highway project. Yeah, right, it sounded like the Normandy invasion. So, well, you, yeah, that's what... <laughs> these weren't Roman candles. No, no, okay. no. Hey, whatever happened to bottle rockets? <laughs> Forget <laughs> that. Sparklers. Forget it. I know. Huh? We used to... When I was growing up, you yeah. get the packs of fireworks. Sure. And if you really wanted to go hog on it, you lit them all at once. Yes. Right, right, you know, right. You know, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Black cat that was firecrackers. Our, we're having fun. Right. They have these little flares, you know, about that big, you know, sure. about yeah. eight inches high, and you light that and go, shh. Right. And that I was know. it. That was I the know. fun. Not anymore. And then, then all the children would get a sparkler. Oh, yes. Hold that in your hand. Uh, hey, you know, it's not just uh, fireworks uh, that people, uh, you know, July 4th, that people get arrested or, or reprimanded for illegal fireworks. Uh, it's now becoming a, an issue with these uh, gender reveal parties that some people have. You know, it used to be you just slice the cake and then you figure out whether it's a boy or a girl based on the color of the cake or whatever. But that was a guy that was arrested several months ago in New Hampshire. Uh, he had, like... Just a ton, 80 pounds of uh, fireworks that he was going to use for his gender reveal party, like his his wife's, you know, gender reveal party. So yeah. those things are uh, those things are pounds. getting explosive as well. Uh, so did he do it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he blew up uh, you know something to <laughs> reveal the baby's gender, and then he spent some time in the hokey. Uh, pokey in the hokey pokey yeah hokey pokey it's the american you put your left foot in you put your left foot out (laughs) you're a you're a real newsman i just want you to know that i admire your broadcasting classes are really paying off (laughs) the breadth of your knowledge and the depth of your reporting and then also in the delaware valley uh yes well i was impressed you knew where the delaware valley was oh yeah i still don't know where is it it's the philadelphia area that's right there on the delaware river Okay, that's the Delaware Valley. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, not uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, which is also a metropolis right, that you right. should visit. Uh, okay, next story, Chris. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, unfortunately, not everybody could afford fireworks because uh, a lot of people are breaking the bank uh, to try to pay for gas to get to and from work or what have you. Uh, the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline today is $4.80. Going uh, down. It is. Yeah, it's down about $0.08 cents from this time last week. But a year ago, three thirteen on average, which means I'll yeah, it's I'll, still way high. But I'm just saying it's it's going down. It's been mm-hmm. going down for what a few days. It has. I actually. Why I've is seen, that, Chris? Well, uh, a number of um, things have played into it. Uh, Joe Biden would have you to believe that it's because a lot of gas station owners have done their patriotic duty and made the decision to cut the cost of gas. Uh, but then there's a whole host of other people that say gas station owners are not the ones that set the price of gas. It's the market that sets the price of gas. We're just uh, setting the price and hoping you come inside for Coke and a peanut and, you know, uh, Cokes and peanuts. Oh, and we're down like to that. getting one peanut now, are we? <laughs> yeah, in Joe Biden's America. Uh, I knew that they were one. reducing size in the <laughs> snack bags, yeah. but I didn't know we were right. down to one peanut. Yeah. Wow. Um, so bad. anyway, so there's, uh, so there's, you know, it's it's kind of open to interpretation as to why gas has come down. 
Uh, but uh, you do have Joe Biden still out there saying that gas station owners need to do their uh, patriotic duty and bring down the price of gas themselves, to which I have some audio here. It's Tim Stewart, president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. He was on Fox and Friends earlier today responding to Biden's claims. Clip 13. And it's not like there's some group chat with 150,000 gas station owners on it where they send out a message and say, oh, the president told us to light lower prices, so we're going to do it. It just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> what was it? What was Biden talking about right there? Was he talking about uh, oil companies who, or was he talking about Joe's Quick Mart? Both. He he wants us to believe uh, that Exxon is setting the price of gas. He wants us to believe that uh, Joe and Jane. You mean they're, they're they're gouging people, right? They're Nothing just, is his fault. It's somebody else's. Is what it. Well, you know down what? To. If you really believe that, you need to file some kind of a uh, antitrust. I don't know uh, what is it called when people have a monopoly. Oh or, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or when or when the big companies collude to keep prices high artificially. If, if Biden really believes that, he needs to make his case. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, it's the world oil market uh, mm-hmm. that drives the price of fuel at the pump. Now, do do some stores alternate their price? Yes, but not by very much. Mm-hmm. You know, you might see a three or four cent uh, in in any given town, three or four, maybe five cents alteration right. on prices, right. Ray. Right. But but you're not going to see a dollar difference. No, they don't have that kind of freedom to do that. No, they can't stay right. in business if they do that. You're they're right. going to lose their shirt because they're paying X amount of dollars for that gas to be pumped into their tank. Yeah. And wasn't, so if you undersell yourself, you're not going to make the money back. Wasn't the president going to go over to Saudi Arabia and talk to the people over there, well, and the, the sheiks or whatever? Did he go? Not yet. Uh, no, he just got back from the, uh, was it the G7? Mm-hmm. It was. And, but he is supposed to go, The Biden is supposed to go over to Saudi Arabia to meet with a, what he calls a, uh, a regional meeting, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says he's not going to speak to... The sheik is that, or the crown prince mm-hmm. rather of Saudi yes. Arabia? Because he's yeah. anyway, uh, he's Biden has called that country a pariah. Yes, I'm surprised he's even going there. But but now, just because Biden doesn't say out loud, please, crown prince, pump more oil so that uh, we uh, we can bring down prices at the pump uh, here in America, so that Democrats don't mm-hmm. get wiped out in November. Right. Just because he didn't say that publicly, uh, I, I think behind the scenes, uh, well, behind the scenes, they're they're begging for OPEC, sure. which is more than just the Saudis, but mm-hmm. the Saudis are the primary player there. I think there's another side to this. You may have seen uh, the quote from White House Economic Advisor Brian Deese, uh, who suggested what Brian say. Brian Deese said the pain at the pump was a price Americans had to pay. For the, quote, future of the liberal world order, end quote. I saw that. I had to, re- I had to do a double take on that. I couldn't believe that guy said that like that out loud. Mm-hmm. This is a Biden economic advisor? Yes. And he said what, Fred? Uh, Americans had to pay for the— Are you the, quoting? Yes. Uh, for the, quote, future of the liberal world order. He what does that, that mean? In a CNN interview. Well, you combine that— with the comment uh, from Biden himself that we're in a transition right now. Mm -hmm. And this is where the thought comes in 
that the Biden administration is doesn't have a real problem with the higher gas prices because they want to drive people to electric cars. Yes. Or to mopeds or bicycles. Or bicycles or mass transit or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there are conflicting views. So you have Biden in one, mm-hmm. at one point saying those nasty, nasty, nasty oil and gas companies. On the other side, you have those comments like this. Brian Deese came out there in the last few days saying, well, Americans, you just mm-hmm. have to pay the price for the future of the liberal world order, end yeah. quote. I did look it up. Uh, Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia is going to be included with a stop in Israel later this month. He's going to first stop in Israel on his uh, July 13th through the 16th trip. That's according to Reuters. So at some point later this month is when he goes to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this advisor... Fred is the guy who spoke the truth. Yes. I mean, this is this right. is ideologically driven. This is not just market economy at work. Uh, the, the rising prices is exactly what the White House and the right. liberal left want. Even though it could, it's going to hurt them in the, uh, at the ballot box in November. That's right. And, and that's the reality, Tim. You know, the American people are rolling up to the gas pump. And they are paying almost twice as much as they were a year and a half ago. Yeah. That's all that matters to them. And then they're also seeing the reflection in the price of goods at the, at, uh, at the uh, grocery oh, store. Oh, for sure. I heard, uh, uh, is it Steve Dace? Dace. Dace, Dace mm-hmm. uh, on Fox and Friends this morning. He lives in New Jersey. He said there's, he has a favorite supermarket. Yeah, it must be a different Steve Dace because we're talking about the one who lives in Iowa. No, this is, Ducey? No, Steve Ducey. Ducey, okay. Steve Ducey. He lives in New Jersey. He has a favorite grocery store. They've had one of these lost leaders for years that you can, you know, the chickens on a spit, you know, the, that they cook there. Rotisserie so, chicken? Rotisserie chicken yeah. that you could get for four ninety nine. Right. <laughs> All right. He said he went there to the store the other day. It was between twelve and thirteen dollars. Whoa, <clears throat> four ninety nine. Well, people are going to buy it <laughs> to twelve to thirteen dollars. So this is what's happening out there. Well, this this is where American people live. Yeah, they have I mean, to get gas for their car. They have to get food for their family, and they know what's happening. Ray, I don't know what uh, you're hearing or seeing there in Kansas, it's Kansas City area, but right, but. Uh, Companies are starting to lay off people. Right. Um, that's happening in our area here in northeast Mississippi mm-hmm. where furniture manufacturing is big. Mm-hmm. And we're hearing, you know, there are two or 300 people laid off here and there. I don't know. The, 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 the high prices and inflation that started upstream, right, because in part because of the gasoline prices going so high is now starting to come downstream and affect businesses where they can't either sell enough product to, or they can't pay the wages or they, they're having to cut back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying it's starting to affect the economy. If you're a small or medium-sized business, your expenses in the last 18 months have gone through the roof. So you really only have, at that point, two choices. And I'm not even talking about 
huge corporations. Right. I'm just small to medium-sized businesses. You have two choices. You can raise prices, which basically everybody is doing, right? right? You raise prices and you cut your expenses. And about the only place to cut expenses is to look at your workforce. You you cut the part-time right. people. Right. You cut the... You cut the full-time people. You cut back to the bone. And at this point, for small and medium-sized businesses, Tim, you have to do that if you're going to survive in today's economy. But then those people who lose their jobs because of layoffs, they got to find right an income somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. So I'm just I'm wondering whether we're on the front end of unemployment going way up. Could be wrong. I'm just wondering. I'm not. It just seems like to me I get to feel. Now, we have the uh, a quote from Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm no fan of Mark Zuckerberg. He's the founder of Facebook, which he calls his company Meta now. Is that right? Which would include Facebook. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he is one of the richest men in the world, probably top five. Uh, and so uh, I give him kudos for being a smart guy. Because, I mean, you would have to be smart in order to uh, – he's got liberal politics, which I disagree with, but I give him he, – but he is an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. And he, he he's kind of joined some fellow top five richest people in the world in saying that we are – we're in turbulent economic waters. Is that right, uh, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Well, what did Zuckerberg say? Uh, I'm reading a portion of a message that he sent to Meta employees. Zuckerberg said, quote, if I had to bet, I'd say that this might be one of the worst downturns that we've seen in recent history. That's That speaks volumes because... Now, you, when did your quote in and when are you starting to give your opinion here? Oh, okay, your opinion's fine, mm-hmm. but you kind of just did a run-on sentence yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, he said, quote, if I had to bet, I'd say that this might be one of the worst downturns that we've seen in recent history, end quote. Okay. So that is why I said that speaks volumes, because it's bigger than uh, 2008 when the Obama-Biden administration came into office. And then uh, around about the time that I was born, in the 80s, the economy was really terrible, uh, and the Reagan policies that came in kind of turned things around. Uh, but bottom line, he's got two big eras that fall in his lifetime, and for him to say that, it says a lot. Yeah, but he joins Elon Musk uh, and also Jeff Bezos. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazon uh, Amazon founder. Yes. He's out there saying, hey, this administration's got to stop talking about, you know, hey, just live with inflation. No. This country cannot mm-hmm. keep going the way that the Biden administration with their policies. And th- these are these are liberals. Uh, yes. At least, not necessarily economically, but socially, these are liberal guys who mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. identify with the Democrat Party in many ways. Now, not Elon Musk said he's always voted Democrat, but he's but he now he's voting Republican. He did. He voted for the uh, Myra Flores yeah. lady in the so, San Antonio area. So, so, so these are three of the richest men in the world, mm-hmm. and they're all saying the same thing. Basically, that Biden's economic uh, policies are harming our country yeah yes and i think it's worth listening to you have businessmen who know how to run a business and obviously they success they're successful at it okay versus a guy joe biden who's been in some sort of office for 50 years and just blames everything on everybody else rather than looks at himself in the mirror yeah well uh, you know 
I, I, who knows what uh, exactly is going to happen in the next three to six months to a year, but Mark Zuckerberg saying he and, and Elon Musk are mm-hmm. saying we're getting ready. We're, we're about to enter some, uh, some very rough waters, I guess you could say to yes. use a, a boating metaphor. I think the only thing that's, that's going to change anything is, uh, and a lot of people are predicting this now, kind of a huge red wave this November. Oh, I think that's going to happen. Yes. And, but even that wouldn't change things economically on a dime. No, it's not going to change things on a dime. However, it is going to put huge pressure, even from Democrats on this White House, to change their policies. Because yeah. then we're coming up on 24. I agree with you, Fred, but these are true believers. The, these, uh, not all, the, the, uh, Ray, I'm talking about. And we'll see. Maybe, maybe that will happen. Maybe they'll learn their lesson. But, mm. uh, but what I mean is uh, these Democrats are all in on high taxes, high regulation, socialistic ideas that don't work for a free mm. e- enterprise, capitalistic society. They don't jive. They don't work. And yet they want to keep pushing them. And it's going to cost them, I think, dramatically in November. I do think the Republicans take over the House of Representatives, probably about 10 to 20 votes, maybe more. Who knows? It could be an absolute bloodbath for the Democrats. That's what it's looking like on the House side. I don't know about the Senate side, Ray. Uh, But anyway, you want to comment on that? Well, number one, I think the Republicans are very likely to take the House by the margin you said. I think they probably will take the Senate, too. That's always a little bit more iffy, but you only need, what, one or two, and then you're in control. If if, uh, To pull a name from the past, if James Carville taught us anything, it's (laughs) that it's the economy stupid, right? Run on the economy. People vote their pocketbooks, and the American people are not stupid. They they, they go to the gas pump and they're paying 75 to $100, more than $100 if you've got a big SUV or big pickup truck, right? And they see what's happened with uh, uh, eggs and meat mm-hmm. and bread. Uh, they, you, you go to the – well, first of all, you go to the grocery store and the shelves in some places are empty. Other places, prices are up 20 30 40%. You think that's not going to matter in November? It's going to be huge in November because people vote their pocketbooks. They know what's happening. Yeah. And the price of food keeps going up. Yeah. I mean, what, what do the Democrats have to run on right now? They say they, they you know, some, some experts, some analysts say, well, they're going to run hard on the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade. You're really going to go out there and campaign? That's your issue? No. That energy is not going to. That energy is short-lived. It's about to fade away now. Yeah. So, so what do they have to run on? What do they have to run on? They got nothing. Now they'll they'll still bring up uh, the Supreme Court ruling, the Roe versus Wade overturning, and January Mm -hmm. sixth committee. Committee, which, by the way, are they? Is this the Eternal Committee? Is this in the Book of Daniel, Uh, Fred? This uh, January sixth committee. Uh, How much longer they got to go? What What else you got left to prove? They keep back. What was it, Liz Cheney? Who is, uh, she's changed jerseys. She's she's a Democrat now. I mean, let's face it. She was interviewed by Jonathan Carl on ABC in the weekend. She says, it's my job 
to ensure that Donald Trump never enters the White House again. She said that's... Oh, that's her... So she's premeditated. She's yes. pre-judged. Uh, yeah. She is that, Nancy uh, Pelosi's hand-pick Republican I know. I know. to sit on that commission. I know. And she's got a primary going on. Next month. Yeah. In, in Wyoming. Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, it's an open primary. This is my speculation. I think a bunch of Democrats in Wyoming are going to vote for her because right. they want her back in. And then the media will say Donald Trump has no impact on elections. Why yeah. bother? That does happen. I've seen that happen in our own home state here in Mississippi where mm. you have an open primary. You don't have to register as a Democrat or Republican, and the opposing party can cross over and vote to try to disqualify a person they don't like from the other party if that makes sense yeah it happened in the last 10 years or so in a senate election here yeah that that does accusations Uh, i don't know how i feel about that i don't really i don't i don't like that happening but if you have an open primary state that that can very well happen i was reading last night where the democrat uh political machine that's not their proper name uh, they are sinking millions and millions of dollars into Republican primaries. Yes, across the country. Yes, and and they're hoping that they um, by supporting the more extreme, what they would call extreme right wing candidates, that mm-hmm. is the Democrats. Yes, that they can knock off. Yes, uh, a, a a the main contenders against Democrats. Does yes. that make sense? Yep. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're they're funding exactly. They're, tra- they're interfering in Republican politics, and maybe Republicans do this too. I don't know, but they're interfering in Republican primary politics with uh, money uh, mm-hmm. to try to influence um, elections. But I don't think it's going to matter, at least as it relates to the House of Representatives and the Democrats. It's fifty-fifty in the Senate, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. With Manchin and Cinema, Manchin from West Virginia, Cinema from Arizona, voting uh, to not advance Biden's agenda if it means ending the uh, 60 vote threshold of filibuster. That's all we're going to talk about the filibuster right there, people. Because uh, <laughs> if you're like me, uh, nothing gets me drowsy than filibuster talk. <laughs> gets me drowsier. And filibuster talk, except for maybe 3 o'clock after lunch. <laughs> we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.